Yes, welcome back to How Did I Get Here? This is, of course, the show. Well, we ask the question, well, how did you get here? My guest today is all thanks to Girl Guides Australia. And aside from a host of other roles and positions, Laura is the Assistant Chief Commissioner for Young Women. And she's our guest today on How Did I Get Here? Laura, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. To start off with, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that might have perceptions of what Girl Guides is based on, you know, maybe people they know, movies, TV, whatever. But could you, as somebody who, who's experienced it, give us a short intro on what Girl Guides actually is in the modern day? So we're all about empowering girls and young women to reach their full potential and to learn in a non-formal way and they're allowed to get out and go and do things and make decisions for themselves. So it's all about structuring a program that they want to do, whether that be hiking, whether that be cooking, whether that be advocacy and it's all about getting them to think for themselves and try new things and get them to push themselves out of their comfort zone Mm. and to direct us where they'd like to be in the future. Now, in your experience, does it does it differ from people's perceptions? Hundred <laughs> percent, all the time. Um, because we, I've just come back from New York for Girl Guides, and right. their perception over there of what Girl Guides and Girl Scouts do is totally different to the Australian perception. Um, everyone thinks I do sewing and cooking, and that's not something I do very often at Guides. <laughs> it's there's a lot of going hiking and. Right. Um, campfires and all that sort of rock climbing outdoor stuff that you don't necessarily expect and there's so much more advocacy like even as a young girl I was doing a lot of advocacy without realizing I was doing it so would you say it's changed a lot over the past you know half century maybe I would think so the uniform definitely has (laughs) um it's a lot more flexible than it used to be um and I think also women have been able to step out of their comfort zone and course, do things yeah. that they weren't necessarily allowed to do 50 years ago. And I think guiding has provided a platform in Australia and in other countries to allow them to do things that they weren't once allowed to do. Hmm. So moving now to you personally, uh, you started Girl Guides and I at a very young age. How did you first become involved? <laughs> um, so it was actually my school teacher who told my parents that maybe she'd like to go. Um, and I'd had family who were both Girl Guides and I'd had... Um, my dad had been in the Boy Scouts. Right. And so they sent me along and my parents went very outdoorsy, camping. I could never imagine either of my parents camping. Um, and that was something I really liked to do and wanted to do. So I went down to a unit and some of my friends were there and then I've just never left. Hmm. How old were you at that stage? I was about seven. Seven, wow. So it's been, it's been a while since then. But, you know, thinking back yeah. to that early time, did you have a, a favourite thing that you did that really kind of... Made you think, I really want to do this, yeah. S'mores. S'mores. 100% s'mores. Over a campfire, whenever I could have the extra sugar was definitely, and it's still the highlight for young girls today, and all those camping and getting to go to things like that. I'll tell you what, as somebody who's never had a s'more in my life, that does sound pretty pretty intriguing. Um, So, you know, as you move through, you you start growing up into your teenage life, does does guiding and girl guides still, is it still very important for you? Yeah, so it's changed over the years. So Mm -hmm. when I turned 18, it was more about being an OLAVE, so an 18 to 30-year-old member, and getting to learn how to do taxes or change a tyre and it, got a bit more in that advocacy space, especially once I turned 14. Um, so that's where I'm at now, but I also lead a unit. And I think Guides has been... Now, uh, sorry, just for our, our understanding, a unit is... Oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> a unit is like a group of girls that meet right. once a week 
um, during a school term. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're called troops or groups. It depends where you are and who you've got. Um, and so I have a unit and I go every Thursday night and we do whatever the girls would like to. So in that space you do what the girls would like to and then the national stuff with the assistant chief commissioner sort of roles and going to New York for the conference and the status of women is the, the stuff I want to do. Mm. So it's all about changing with the times and what you want to do and I can see like through my childhood getting older the things I did at Guides definitely changed as I grew up and as I knew what I wanted to do and learn. Mm. Going back to something you just mentioned previously, uh, mm. you said you learned how to do your taxes. Yes. With Girl Guards. So that's that's very surprising to me. I wouldn't I wouldn't think that's part yeah. of it. But so there, there is elements of that, you know, skills for growing up. Definitely. So we've got a Guide Your Money program mm-hmm. that I actually did as well well with my unit when it was first launched. So it was with it can be done with any age group. It's tailored to you can do it with your six year olds or you can do it with your fourteen year olds or your over 18. So I did the 18 to 30 year old program mm-hmm. and that they got an accountant in and because one, <laughs> one of the leaders was an accountant and they taught us how to do that, which was very good because no one else was going to teach me. And it, one of the guide your money program is really good for showing girls that they're actually doing stuff with money all the time, but they don't actually realize that they're doing it or they might have not been exposed to it by their parents. Mm. A while ago here on the show, we had a guest, uh, April Gom, who's now a part of the Future Female Leaders Program. Mm. She's a 17-year-old who started her own project, and she was actually a girl guard. Um, And I just want to play you a little bit of audio. So there's a a pair of headphones there, and I'll play you an audio and ask a question off the back of it. What what does it actually look like these days to be a girl guard? At my age, (laughs) it's more just, it's having a good network of friends, having a close group of girls that are from different backgrounds, different ages, different stories. It's just talking to each other and really talking about current issues is how, how I use it the most. I think we, we often see with a lot of young people these days, you know, they, they get caught in their circles at school yeah. and they don't branch out. Do you think Girl Guides gives you a good opportunity to branch out? Yes, exactly. With other people? Yeah, people from different yeah. schools, different areas. Now, uh, that was just a small clip from uh, an episode we had quite mm. a while ago. But, you know, just based off of that, did it play that kind of role for you as high, throughout high school, you know, another element to meet friends, another element uh, of your life to create connections? Yeah, definitely. So... When I was in high school, um, so because I, I started in primary school, mm-hmm. I didn't have the same friends in high school because I went to a t- private school different from all my primary school friends. So it was good to have that different network of friends that was still the same in that transition period. And then going on when you turn 18, you've still got friends when you're leaving high school. Mm. And she's right um, in the sense that you have a totally different network that you're not used to. And I think as I've got older within the organisation, I've realised how big that is because you meet people who go, oh, I was a girl guide and then that's that connection to make you go forward. And then, oh, I know this person who might be able to help you um, learn about this or to move forward in this way. So those connections are definitely things that got me through life and taught me things that I wouldn't have been necessarily exposed to, especially going to a private school. Um, And the places guides have taken me, um, like New York was just showing me how developed Australia is and how educated we are and how lucky we are and just those different elements of it doesn't matter what your background is, you've all got a common um, place to be and to talk and learn from. 
It's a beautiful sentiment there. Uh, we'll move on a little bit because here on the podcast and here at Student Ed, we love to hear about people's student lives, of course. Uh, so what were you like as a student? Lazy. Lazy. I'm still a master's. <laughs> I'm doing my master's at the right, moment yeah. and uh, I have an assignment due next week and I have not finished it. <laughs> um, back in high school, I was like, or with it really like on a um, high achieving, but when I went to university, I was not very good at time management. I'm better at it now. Um, definitely would say plan. Can't say I always do it. I think working <laughs> full time plus doing my master's does not go hand in hand. Um, but I do miss my undergrad mm. days. Those yeah. were the good days. And thinking back to the high school days, uh, favourite, least favourite subject? History was my favourite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Modern or ancient? Or? Modern. Yeah. I had the best history teachers. Right. Uh, maths. I hated <laughs> maths. That's a, that's a common one we get here on the show. <laughs> I'm people, not surprised. If you've maths. got a good maths teacher, you love maths. If mm. you've not got so great a maths teacher, it's not as great. But drilling down into, you know, well, it, it's dependent on your experience here, but obviously Girl Guides, it, it takes you out into the into the world. You know, you mentioned hiking and camping and all that stuff. Were you among the best students at Outdoor Ed? I didn't do Outdoor oh, Ed. did you not? I went to you such a had small of school <laughs> that they didn't offer Outdoor Ed. Right. And I probably wouldn't have gone yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I just couldn't couldn't see myself going at school, a school level. But um, because all the kids I went to school with were not very big campers. Right. We went on one camp at school and all you had was a tarp. <laughs> and there was lots of complaints. And I was like, Imagine this you. is so much fun. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I do this all the time. And everyone was just like, oh, my goodness. Mm. But I had to teach a lot of people at school camps all these skills because I'd learnt how to put up a tent and no one else had. Mm. Now, uh, as you finish school and you mentioned before, you move from more of the uh, the guides um into the unit leader i think was the the term you used um what does what does that role entail as a unit leader it depends where you are how you want to do it so there's a lot of flexibility around it like we have a unit leader who only turns up when they want to Mm -hmm. um we have another unit leader who's really into it um and comes every week and organizes the program Mm -hmm. and so it's basically turning up making sure you've got a first aid certificate, two adults there a week and running a program that the girls want to do. So the girls, we normally put to the girls at the start of each term, what would you like to be doing this term? And then we talk through with them how we're going to go forward and how we're going to do the activity. It also includes finance stuff Mm -hmm. um, and doing cash books and things like that. And you don't always have to do all those things. It's a lot about working in a team and working with the girls to... Um, produce a program that they want to enjoy and for for you personally how does all that as you're you know you've come out of high school you're at uni how does it fit around your work life and your uni life how do you balance it and so I chose a unit that fit in with when it worked for me so it's at 6 30 on a Thursday night it worked in really well with uni when I was at uni I actually volunteered with a different unit that started at four o'clock because I had it had more flexibility whereas um the older group works better when you work full-time and don't finish work till five o'clock. So depending where you are, how flexible you can be, depends what unit you'd go to. When it comes to outdoor activities like camping or hiking and the extra, extra things in a sense, um, you get to pick and choose what you want to do. You can pick the date, you can pick the time, as long as it works for all the leaders and you get the paperwork in um, and they take you through the paperwork. So you're not just dumped with a heap of paperwork that you don't understand. <laughs> I had someone sit down and do it with me and explain why it was important 
and lead me through that process the first time I had to do it, which was really good because it's that supportive network to get you through something that you've never done before or understand why. You know, looking back at at, at this whole experience that you had mm. with Girl Guides, you know, from, from age eight to, to now, uh, is there a highlight of your experience? You know, what, what's what's been the best part of it? So two things. Two things. One Perfect. would be my first jamboree in Melbourne. So that's a week-long camp right. away from my parents. I was 10. Um Thank you to my parents for letting me go because that's a lot of trust to instill in an adult that you you know but you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the greatest thing. We went to Penguin Island. We went oh. all over the place in Melbourne and that's probably some of my long-lasting memories and long-lasting friends that I still so, see today that I'm like, we did this and we did that and we had too much sugar and all sorts of things. So that was really good. And the other would be... I've just come back from New York and that yeah. that would be the other highlight. I don't think I ever expected to do that. I'd heard a lot about it, um, but it definitely gave me perspective on, on life but also where I want to go with guiding when I'm back home. Mm. Well, like off, off the back of that New York um, yeah, trip, you're obviously working now, you're, you're a professional, um, but you are still at uni, but you're building that career. Has that, you know, you, you've just gone to New York with an international organisation, does that help you build and network connections? For a work, yes yes and no. Yeah. So not in where I'm working now, mm-hmm. um, but in the future for when I want to go into a, mm. prop, a non-admin role, yes. Yeah. So you make all these connections and people are like, oh, we've heard about you or oh, would you like to work in this space? And it also works in the sense that it's allowed me to meet people who then I might work with in the future or I've worked in in different volunteer roles. Mm. And it's exposed me to a lot of um, programs that you wouldn't necessarily have got to see and those people who are like, hey, you'd be perfect for this role, why don't you apply for it? So it has helped yeah. in many ways. Absolutely. And just looking at you know the, the actual experiences of guiding itself, do you have a favourite like activity? that you do on the camps? I really like hiking. Hiking, yeah. Hiking or camping. Uh, any opportunity, because you get to go out and see some amazing sites that you wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily get to go see and no one normally wants to go with you out of your friendship group a lot of the time. So unless you're lucky enough to have friends who want to go, which I have at Guides, so it's perfect. You're like, let's go camping here, let's hike up this mountain or let's do part of the Bibbulmun track. Yeah. Um, and there's been some beautiful sunrises and sunsets. <laughs> Love that. Now, through your role at Girl Guides, um, mm. back in 2019, you were awarded the Young Community Citizen of the Year Award at the at the Sterling Citizen Awards, I want to say. Uh, yes. What, does, uh, what did that kind of recognition mean for you? How was that night for you? I was embarrassed. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to bring up the award ceremony I went to for Volunteer Week last week right. when I was nominated for Youth Award, Volunteering Award. Mm-hmm. But um, embarrassed... In all honesty, I hate um, being in the spotlight. I would rather put another young woman or another girl in the spotlight and let them achieve their potential because I wouldn't be here if they didn't need a voice and didn't need those opportunities and I would rather be giving them the opportunities. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was very embarrassed. <laughs> um, it's not I – d- I don't do this for the recognition. Mm-hmm. Most leaders will tell you they do it for the girls, not for – and to themselves, it's about making a difference and making sure that the path you're doing is going to make the path for the next person easier. Mm. Yeah, you just spoke about National Volunteering Week, uh, which was last week. Yes. Um, now, and, and it brings up a very important point, you know, a lot of this Girl Guides is, is, is of 
involved around volunteering. What, why is volunteering important to you? It was something that was instilled into me by my parents right. and my parents also gave me so many opportunities and my guide leaders when I was little gave me so many opportunities like going to Melbourne and Tasmania and on going on camp. So it's all about giving back to the people because I wouldn't have had those opportunities if those adults weren't willing to do it. So that's really important to me because it means that they can have some experiences and get to do something that their parents wouldn't necessarily let them. Mm. And it's also watching these children grow from someone who didn't know how to peel a vegetable to someone who's just made a full course dinner. Mm. So. Now, outside of Girl Guides, you've mm. b- you've been busy, as you mentioned. You're, you're doing your masters. You work full time. Uh, I notice you also sit on the board of the National Council of Women Australia. Yes. Uh, you're building your career, but uh, my question there is, you know, how did the experience of and the the skills that you built through Girl Guides help you um, as you move into your adult life? So they definitely helped with some time management, talking right. to a lot of people. Um, I definitely was a very shy kid, and that's <laughs> um, changed over time. Mm. They've taught me, from sitting on the Girl Guides Western Australia board, I learned how to write minutes and how to um, talk to different a variety of different audiences. Um, they also help with those life skills like um, car doing things with cars and tax and that sort of stuff. But at, in a work way, they've also helped me to deal with understanding difficult people when you get difficult phone calls at work they've helped me learn how to create a program that can help four-year-olds but can also help 14-year-olds but can also be done at different levels of so if someone's got autism or ADHD you can then make the program so it will work and so they feel like they can be oops included (laughs) sorry um and so there's all sorts of skill sets in that way as well. Um, and it's also made my packing very, very efficient. Oh, the packing. That's yes. a good skill to pick up. Yeah, so it it, it's all those, you know, little skills that really build up that have really helped you. Yeah, yeah. and they're skills you don't necessarily realise, especially the talking and the networking skills. Mm. Um, and, like, you learn how to sell things and you learn little things that you're not realising that you're learning. There's always the life skills in there as well, like there's cleaning and washing and sewing and cooking and all those things that we don't like to admit that <laughs> we have to do to survive. Mm. But they're those little things um, that help in the home life. But in the career life, there's still heaps that you just don't get because you're dealing with people from very different backgrounds and getting to see different perspectives on issues as well. And that's really helped from a work perspective because you're looking at a matter in a slightly different way because you've seen how a matter affects different people's lives. Mm. Now, if, you, uh, if you're listening or you're watching on YouTube and you're thinking about uh, joining Girl Guides, mm. and I know you, you joined at a very young age, but is it something where you can, you know, at any stage of life kind yeah. of come in? Yeah, definitely. So you can, if you're under 18, you can join as a youth member um, and there's some units around Perth or Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're an 18 plus, you can either be a leader if you're happy to be responsible for kids and you want to take on that challenge and learn that way. But if you don't want to take on that responsibility just yet or you just want to try out guiding and see what it's like, there's also 18 to 30-year-old membership, which is for o- something called Olaves. And they basically design their own program just like you would with youth members, mm-hmm. except it's a bit more adulty. That's where I learned my tax and I go hiking all the time. So there, you basically do a program of your whatever you'd like. You'll get the person in to experience who's experienced in the area, and they'll teach it. 
Mm. What advice would you have for those people, you know, whether they're an under 18 who might want to sign up or an over 18 who might be thinking about volunteering, what advice would there be? Just go give it a go. Until you've tried it, you don't know. And you don't want to regret something you never did or you never tried. Mm. Now, before I do let you go, one final hypothetical question that we do ask everyone here on the show. Uh, Your 15-year-old self is sitting in front of you, sitting next to you. Uh, What advice are you giving her? High school's not forever. (laughs) Definitely the big one. Um, And whatever you want will come. Mm. Eventually you've just got to struggle through the exams and do it, put in the hard work and the effort and you'll get where you want to be. Mm. Love to hear it. Thank you so much, Laura. That is How Did I Get Here for today. Uh, you can find us, student underscore edge on Instagram, student edge or one word on TikTok. Uh, search us up student edge or How Did I Get Here on YouTube and head to studentedge.org for all our articles, podcasts, deals, competitions, career tips, education advice and much, much more. Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me to talk about guides today.